Liz Rao definitely has a quirky sense of humor. She's an author and now a podcast host. But recently, she's undergone a major change in her life. VSG Bariatric Surgery. Now she's on a journey to discover health and happiness. Join her as she navigates this new world. This is Life with Liz. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Your girl Liz here. So it's been kind of an interesting week. You know, last week I talked a lot about um, five weeks post-op. I was officially six weeks post-op this um, this past week because obviously I record these podcast a week after and I was excited to exercise let me tell you what I was just jonesing to do something other than get on the cross trainer for 30 minutes and let me tell you how many days I did that this week two because I'm so sore I did all of these different kind of leg lifts and resistance things and it's like four days later and my body hurts worse than ever so Take it easy. Number one advice for everyone who gets six weeks out and they're cleared to do a full workout. Number two, uh, this week's been interesting because two of my, let me think, one, let me count my incisions real fast. One, two, three, four, five. So two out of five of my incisions had like a teeny little like stitch on the exterior because the way my doctor did it is I had internal stitching that was to dissolve. And then I had like this glue on the outside. And it took about two and a half weeks, I'd say, for the glue, glue to completely come off. And then he said, you know, just be careful. Don't overdo your exercise. Well, those two that had the little stitch probably also had the most trauma. The one is just right above my belly button. And I had like a little... um like a blood blister there like the whole time I kind of had this weird lump where they had sewn it up like a knot and it just was always uncomfortable and then the other one is where they actually had the robot arm and pulled my stomach through so that one definitely had the most trauma and uh so this week this is disgusting but this is a real scenario for VSG or RNY and I just want you all to be prepared the little scars kind of busted open like not you know you weren't seeing mesentery tissue which if you don't know what that is I learned it in advanced biology so why it sticks in my head I don't know but it's the tissue that basically holds all your organs in your abdomen in place so it was a very like superficial um like scab that it started creating but then it got infected I'm not infected like in my incision sites, just this little scab on the outside. Like I said, it was very, very superficial. And what I've learned is that I have very thin skin. Who knew? You know, I always like to think I have very thick skin. <laughs> but um, no, my uh, my pale German Scottish skin is actually very, very thin. The tissue and everything. So that's what I learned. And then it got um, a little infected and we had to bust it open and clean it out. And it's as disgusting as you would imagine. I mean, I think I would give Dr. Pimple Popper a run for her gross money factor on Instagram if I were to have videoed that. I didn't because it would have been gross. So you're welcome. But that was week six for me. <laughs> is this is this podcast already disgusting? I don't know. <laughs> 
Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. We're going to get right back to it and talk about my five tips for recovering during your first week. But I wanted to let you know, on my website at lizroutofficial.com slash shop, I put up some new bariatric-friendly clothing items that just really, I think, symbolize the strength that we've had to go through this process. So there are three cool items that you can use promo code VSG10 on which is one says it's a sweatshirt comes in a variety of colors it says bariatric warrior one says hashtag sleeved and one says underestimate me and then watch me win so there are also a lot of fall items up there you can use the promo code on anything but I wanted to bring that to your attention because they're super super cute again that's lizroutofficial.com slash shop or you can go to my Instagram profile and everything under the sun is linked there and the promo code for you specifically as a thank you for listening to this podcast is VSG10. Okay okay I'm gonna stop being gross Um, and what I really want to talk about this week on this podcast is something that I've been kind of thinking about doing for a while which are the five tips to recovering that first week of surgery. Post-surgery I guess I should say. And that's because everyone heals differently. So I didn't want to give you very like specific dietary things I did or anything like that. But just creature, I'm a creature of comfort. I like my stuff. I like to be cozy. I like fuzzy blankets and pillows and all of that. So I tried to think of things that everybody could utilize. So here are my five tips to recovering your first week of post-op. Because that first week post-op, it's just not fun. It's not. You feel kind of spacey. You get dizzy. You don't want to eat or drink, and yet you have to. You're on this schedule. And um, so here's what made it easier for me. Tip number one, make yourself your own hospital recovery bed in your house somewhere other than your bedroom. Because if you spend all day and night in your bedroom, you're going to go freaking stir-crazy. Your, the bed in your bedroom is literally for sleep and grown folks things, okay? Tip for me to you. So what I did, here's how I kind of made mine. They recommend a recliner. It does help you get up easier. We don't have a recliner. We have a sectional couch with a chaise lounge. So I on that lounge part, while um, I was overnighting in the hospital, my husband took a twin fitted sheet and tucked that whole cushion in and then took the top sheet put it on over and then took a quilt and made me a little bed so I could like tuck in and really feel comfortable because there's something about sheets and like bedding that just soothes you at least it does for me and then he brought down a couple of pillows from our guest bed we put a serving tray on the cushion next to me so I could have all my drinks my little cups they send you home from the hospital with that stupid breathing tube they make you take Uh, but I could put them all on this tray And no matter who shifted on the sofa, if my cat jumped up, like nothing would get knocked over. It was brilliant. If you have a Home Goods Marshalls TJ Maxx, go buy one, $7.99, and your life will be better. You're welcome. Um, But make yourself a super comfy little home nest recovery bed. That's what I would recommend. I will try to post a picture of me on my bed. My cats just thought I was the best pillow that they'd ever come in contact with. They didn't understand they couldn't step on mommy's stomach, but they still tried. Um, So I also got lots of uh, cuddles from my fur babies, which was really nice. They knew I needed a little extra. 
tip number two is clothing. Really consider what you're going to and from the hospital in. I wore a like um, sweatshirt material jumpsuit that I got at Target for mm, 15 bucks maybe. And I bought it a size bigger knowing my stomach was going to be um, really distended. So... I just wore the same thing to and from. I wasn't packing like I was going on vacation. I literally packed a tote bag that I have on my website, on my shop, and that's it. So in that video, you guys, is on my uh, YouTube if you want to see everything I packed. But um, even while you're recovering, clothing plays a major part. You wouldn't think it, but it does. I wore a really loose nightgown. And just like some granny panties. I didn't want anything tight on me. I didn't want anything coming into contact with my scars. I wanted to be comfortable. I didn't want to feel like I was twisted um, in my little makeshift nest. But wear super comfy clo clothing and have it planned out. Know what you're going to wear to and from the hospital. Know what you're going to wear that first week. Because I only am just now okay wearing jeans out because that's how irritated my stomach was um and I'm six weeks out so I'd say around week five I was comfortable wearing them out of the house I've put them on for pictures and I immediately take them right back off because not only was my stomach just physically uncomfortable because that swelling feeling stays a long time even if you're excuse me one second sorry I have to stop and take little sips. What I've noticed is I, uh, since surgery, I don't seem to have as much air in my lungs. I don't, you know, you learn in, um, segue, you learn in high school, like, um, choir class that they force you to take to breathe through your stomach and not so much in your lungs. And so now I think I have to retrain myself on how I breathe. But anyway, back to clothing. You really need to pre-plan that on what you're going to wear because you don't want anything tight. My scars are all at my belly button level except for one that I have um, probably at the end of my sternum, which was used just for, it was another little gas hole that they give you so they can really bloat your stomach up. But when all that gas pain leaves, which it will, it takes a while, but your stomach is still swollen, your actual organ is still swollen and the tissues around it. And it takes a while for that sensation to go away. It really does. And when I was even just like trying to drink water, like you could feel it all the way down because they put that tube down. And then I'd have like a little moment of tightness before the water would move once I was done taking a drink. So to me, like the comfier my outfit, the better because I was already so physically uncomfortable that I, I just had to where like nightgowns are really loose baggy t-shirts and really loose shorts like I just and no I didn't wear a real bra I had some of those like seamless sports bras that you can buy at, like Target and Kohl's no underwire nothing tight around my stomach whatsoever could not do it so really consider your clothing that's my tip number two because comfort is the most important thing post-hospital and then, so tip number three, pre-decide how you're going to entertain yourself. When I was in the hospital, um, if you've ever followed me on Instagram, if you've ever listened to a single one of these podcasts, you know um, sleeping's a, it's a challenge for me. And in fact, on my online support group, someone the other day was like, do I really even need to bring an iPad? Am I just going to sleep the whole time? And 
Almost everyone said, yes, you'll sleep. The pain meds will make you sleep or you'll be too nauseous to watch it. I was like, mm, measure your anxiety because I don't sleep. And even on pain meds, I don't sleep. And I wasn't even on just normal morphine like a normal person because it makes me so sick. And Tortal, which is the next step up, uh, gives me hives. I found out that in an emergency surgery once. So I had to take Dilaudid, which is like a big gun. No, it. I maybe took a 30-minute nap every time they pumped my IV with that. And then I was up and I was walking. And the night nurses weren't like impressed with my chatter because it was clear I was just trying to make conversation to make conversation and asking random questions. And they had shit to do. They did. And uh, I didn't really care. I needed someone to talk to. I was up. I was pretty much stoned from the pain meds, but not asleep or sleepy. And so at some point they came in and I was watching Bravo TV shows on my iPad curled up on my side. Because that was the most comfortable way to lay with the gas pain for me. Because I've had two other surgeries and both of those times the gas pain that everyone talks about, which by the way, gas X ain't going to help you. But, sorry, segue. But the previous two surgeries, that pain had traveled in my shoulder. So that's what I was expecting. This time it actually traveled into my lower back and I was having sciatic issues at that time. In fact, I had just gone to the chiropractor um, like three days before I had my surgery to make sure my back was as aligned as it could be. And um, so I could only lay on my side. So they come in around 3.30 in the morning. It's pitch black except for this small glow underneath my fuzzy blanket that I had taken. And uh, they're like, what are you watching? I was like, Beth- Bethany Frankel? <laughs> like, I just, sorry, I'm an addict. And that's what entertained me. So I'm really happy that I had things pre-downloaded on my iPad because the Wi-Fi wasn't amazing. But then I had things ready to go as well when I got home. Everything was, my, my little recovery bed was already set up. My little serving tray was there. And then I had brought down a bunch of DVDs, which, yes, I know now you can stream and I have Apple TV. But I don't feel like buying movies in the digital format that I already own the DVD to. And I have, like, 100. So I had already brought down things that were feel-good movies, not things my husband would enjoy, that's for sure, but things that I liked. You know, Steel Magnolias is a go-to for me. Devil Wears Prada, probably one of my all-time faves. So I had those ready to go. I had a couple of books downloaded, both on my iPad, but then I have um, a huge little library area in my office with books. And so I brought down a couple of paperbacks too, because what I knew from previous surgery and what you might not know is that the pain meds, they don't not only make you dizzy, sometimes like your eyes can't focus and it could last up to two to three weeks. It just takes not long for the residuals to leave your body. And then because I can't do Tylenol, it's not like they could send me home with a normal pain pill. So I got sent home with Oxy. Well, that does the same thing. So my eyes had a hard time focusing on screens that were really close. So my iPad at that point wasn't usable, but a physical book was better. So that's my third tip. Have your entertainment already set up on what you're going to do while you're recovering. You know, watching um, one of my friends on Instagram... When she went through this, she watched all of these Christmas Hallmark movies because it was Christmas in July. And she goes, it was perfect because every single commercial break, I just got up and walked circles. And when that commercial was done, then I laid back down. 
And so that's how she got Oliver walking in and entertained herself at the same time. And she had made a routine and she stuck to it. So really think ahead about what you're going to do. Because let me tell you, you'll mentally you wake up in the morning, you're like, yes, I have energy. Mm, it does not last long. It doesn't because you can't really enjoy drinking water, your shakes. You can't really, you're not supposed to anyway, have coffee or any sort of caffeine. And if you're like me, that was such a habitual thing that I had to break myself out of ahead of surgery. Do not go cold turkey. Why put yourself through that pain? Really prep, guys. Really figure these things out ahead of time. Um, tip number four. I mentioned I have my little serving tray next to me. My husband put a little little Tupperware on it for like trash and stuff too, so I didn't have to get up because I had like Kleenexes and all sorts of stuff. But um, that serving tray was really important because I had bought a plethora of different types of drinks. Because you're going to have what I affectionately call metal mouth. I think it was around day three where things just suddenly tasted it it was like you were sucking on a penny um it just nothing tastes good your mouth goes through trauma with the tube so during surgery they put that tube not only down your throat into your esophagus but it scrapes your taste buds it scrapes tissue it's, it's traumatic for your body as it is so around day three is when I remember just everything tasting horrible and my husband would be like, but the Gatorade was good yesterday. You liked it yesterday. And I'm like, well, today I don't. So have different flavors, different temperatures. You know, if you like herbal tea, have a kind of herbal tea that you can make cold or hot because it makes a huge difference. So I, like, I normally hate, hate, hate ice in my beverages. Um, I just, I'm a room temperature person. Even with my wine, I don't like chilled white wine. I like room temperature red wine that I can't have. Sorry. Um, brain fart for a moment there. So, uh, but suddenly after surgery, like ice cold water was good. I can't drink it now. That only lasted really that recovery period. Um, I had multiple different kinds of sugar-free Gatorades. I did have some full sugar ones as well because with nausea, sugar helps. Isn't that weird? They're like, don't do sugar, don't do sugar, but sometimes you need just a little. And it's not like you can drink a whole Gatorade. So don't worry if you have a four-ounce cup of just normal Gatorade. Um, I had lemonade packets. I had fresh lemon juice. I had um, all sorts of different flavored items. I even had um, like apple cider, sugar-free apple cider, hoping maybe that would coax me into it. And then around day four, the only liquid that really tasted like anything other than dirt was uh my broth and like I I've told you all I don't do box broth because that there's zero flavor in that you have to put a shit ton of spices I would just strain the guts of soup out of a can of soup and I prefer Amy's because they're organic I can find uh dairy-free ones very very easily because she marks everything and vegetarian friendly Avi so that's what I did to survive. And her minestrone and her vegetable barley, oh, like still to this day, that's how good it was. It, it kind of makes me hungry. And I've already had all of my protein for today. So 
that's tip number four. Have a plethora of different things to drink. It's not like you have to go crazy and go to Costco and buy huge packages of everything. But things that tasted good on your pre-op diet are probably not going to taste good on your post-op diet. At least for that first week. You'll be surprised. And I didn't really feel comfortable drinking a cream soup until the beginning of my second week. So they told me I could have like butternut squash soup or anything as long as it didn't have chunks in it. So that's when I knew I made a turning point when soup, like a cream, creamy soup tasted good. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's kind of amazing how disgusting stuff will taste. It just is. Be prepared and know that temperature plays a huge, huge role. Tip number five. This is probably the most important. Probably should have been tip number one, but have a support system in place. Have them there for the whole week. Even if you feel like, oh, I'm fine, I can take care of myself, having someone there helps. Having someone support you through this process unabashedly is going to be extremely helpful because guess what? Your friends that knew you before aren't going to want to hear about your weight loss every single day and the different things you've discovered and the things that are challenging, they will stop caring. It's not because they're assholes. It's just human nature. They get tired of hearing the same thing over and over and over from you. That is why having support in place is important. Make sure you have some online support groups that you can ask questions to. Make sure you have someone there your first week of recovery. Um, you know, God bless my husband. <laughs> I tried really hard not to be needy, and I actually think I did a pretty good job. But, um, like, I had to wear leg compressors for two weeks consistently, and then my doctor asked to wear them four weeks total, sleeping. And they came, they were covered by my insurance, and you wear them while you're in the hospital, and then I had um, uh, deep vein thrombosis packs sent to my house. And... I wasn't able to tighten them well enough. I just didn't really have the energy to continue to sit up, to put them on, all of that. So he would, like, charge them for me, wrap them around my thighs, unplug them for me when I wanted to get up. Like, he was just a superhero for me that week. Um, if something didn't taste good, he'd run down in the kitchen and try something else. He would make the broth for me. He would run out to the store if I needed it, which I didn't. But he did do a huge Costco shop while I was in the hospital, and I was like, eh okay. <laughs> There's just two of us. Um, and some of that stuff we still have. I moved all the waters down to the gym. But um, yeah, you just need someone there with you. It just makes you feel better to have that little comfort factor. Um, you know, my parents had come right up to my surgery just to make sure mentally I was okay. And it was just really thoughtful and really wonderful. And it's something that will help you recover faster because it's really easy to ebb and flow with your moods and your emotions. And um, like I'm someone who has anxiety. They, I didn't have to stop taking my anxiety meds. They let me take it all the way through. I didn't have to crush the pills or anything because they're little. But some people um, I know who do antidepressants or different things really struggle that first week because it, you're, you have no energy and it's just really easy to go low. Because you're just, you're tired, you don't feel good. So having that person there that will talk to you and keep you motivated, keep you on your schedule. I mean, that breathing thing they send you home with to make sure you don't get a blood clot in your lungs, which no one told me about, by the way. You have to blow in it like every hour or something. Um, <clears throat> my husband was like, diligent about it. Like, he just, like, forced me 
constantly to blow on that stupid thing. I'm sure it helped me, but I hated it. And, uh, you know, he was there. He kept me on track. He kept me on schedule. He kept me hydrated. He made sure um, I was comfortable. He Like if something was wrong with a TV or a DVD needed to be changed or whatever, he took care of it. So that support system is a huge, huge important thing. Hey guys, if you've been following me at all on Instagram, you know that for months now I've been talking about Orgain protein shakes. So not all protein shakes are made the same. That is the very first lesson you have to learn in this BSG reprogramming your body, your mind, and your nutrition and what it comes to food. So we have to get 50 to 60 grams of protein a day, right? And part of that is a two to three week liquid journey. And so those shakes become very important and vital to your recovery. I went through three or four different types of shakes before I discovered Orgain because here's my situation is I needed something dairy-free, and I still needed a high quality of protein in my shake, but I wanted it to be clean. That's how I discovered Organg, and I love their story. The story is about a, a guy who, he ended up being a doctor, but when he was 17, he was diagnosed with a rare and aggressive form of cancer, and during his chemo and radiation, he lost so much weight because he lost his appetite, and it was rapid weight loss and he wasn't healthy and his doctors recommended nutrition shakes to get his weight up. The only options available at that time were completely unhealthy, totally synthetic, and not clean. So he and his mother started making his own organic shakes at home and not only did they help him regain his strength, they restored his hope in his future. So he ended up going into medicine himself and that power of clean nutrition stayed with him as he entered in his career and as he treated patients he was still consumed by this idea of a clean protein shake that could help more people bringing a healthier and more organic nutrition shake to the market so he took a leap of faith quit his practice and started Orgain and I love it. It's easy to find, but if you want to find it online and save some time, especially right now during COVID where we don't really want to go out and shop if we don't have to, you can order it online at orgain.com and use my promo code LizRow30 to get 30% off either your first order or even your first subscription, and you can save 30%. That is huge. Nobody else out there is doing that right now. And Orgain is relentlessly clean. They're committed to innovation. They're giving protein a purpose. And I have to tell you, I love it. It's not chalky. It doesn't have that like gritty taste that other things have. And they have not only powders that are protein, vegan, they have grass-fed whey protein powders, nutritional powders, collagen powders, keto powders, sports powders, you name it. They also have ready-made protein shakes um, that are, they have some with dairy and some without dairy, so whatever floats your boat. They have protein bars. They also have kid shakes and kid bars, and then they have MCT oil for your pantry. So just a really great clean company, guys, and something I highly, highly recommend. They even have it in the powder and small packets. So if you travel a lot like I do, I just take those packets with me and it saves me so much time because they're perfectly pre-measured and I'm good to go. I can control what I'm going to eat when I'm on the road. So definitely check it out. It's orgain.com and my promo code is LizRow30. You won't regret it. Thanks everyone. So that was my five tips. 
here's what I'm going to say. My last tip is a really a bonus tip. Pre-surgery, clean out your fridge, your pantry, and make sure the foods you cannot have whatsoever are gone. If you have kids, if you have a husband, make sure before you even start this process, they're going to be on board with the new way of life. And they're going to be okay with junk food not being in the house. And it's not to say you can't ever have it again, but it's called, you know, these triggers are called like slider foods. If soda was really hard for you to give up, don't keep it in your house anymore because that's just going to be a trigger and it's going to be a slider. And you're going to think, oh, I drank a little and I was fine. I can drink a little more and tomorrow I can have a little more than that. And pretty soon you're going to be drinking soda again, and it's going to screw up the stomach that you just went through a hell of a process to have 80% of it cut out. You don't want to have to go down the road two years from now and have to do um, a revisement and have to do R&Y because you didn't follow the rules. And you just don't want to have even that dangling carrot in front of you. You just don't. So clean out your pantry, clean out your fridge. And fill it with the things you can have. And, um, you know, I, I know a girl who went through this, and she's about eight eight or nine weeks out, and she just ate pizza the other day. You're not supposed to have any sort of refined grains for a very, very, very long time, let alone take out pizza. So that's a slider food, and that's a trigger. And it's something that put, you know, I know it put me in this mess before. So I, I don't have any wine in my house. I do have non-alcoholic wine. From time to time, I have a glass, like a placebo effect. Um, and let me tell you, I can only drink like three ounces of it. So it's not like I'm even getting a ton of sugar. But, you know, my husband loves all the craft beers here in Colorado. He now is only bringing home like dark beers and IPAs and things that I don't like. Because he knows that it would just make me feel bad. And make me feel like I was missing out on something. So... That is my bonus tip for you. Pre-surgery, pre-pre-op week, take care of that. And if you start doing it when you start doing your classes, you're going to have a much easier time with this path of recovery. You really, truly are. And then I actually had to clean my whole house the day before I had surgery because I knew that first week I definitely wasn't going to clean. And uh, God bless my husband. I do love him. He does so much around the house. He's never, ever, ever going to dust the furniture or voluntarily vacuum without me having to push that on him. So I cleaned everything. I changed all my sheets. I had everything ready to go. And that way I wasn't driving myself crazy during my recovery week. If you've gone through VSG and you're listening to this, in the comments, wherever you want to put them, whether it's on my website, whether it's in the reviews of this podcast, on Instagram, if you want to send me an email, that information's on my website too. Let me know what you did post-recovery and how, what helped you um, really heal and recover faster and what you think others may find helpful and what you think others may find hurtful. So I'd love to hear from you all. It's like one of my favorite parts about doing this podcast is I've learned so much through everyone that has listened to this because you all reach out to me and I so, so, so appreciate it. Um, speaking of other things I would appreciate, guys, please follow me on YouTube. I just started a channel and it will really, really help me, Liz Route Official. And please hit five stars on your review of this podcast. That super helps me as well. 
talk to you all soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of Life with Liz.